discussion of ontology was in Aristotle in book four of his metaphysics, but he called it like first philosophy, like primary philosophy, I guess, before anything else that follows. Like ontology come from like ontologia, which is the Latin term, like science of being, which like some German philosopher named Lorhard developed in like the 17th century. And then it became popular through the rationalists, especially the German rationalist Christian Wolff, but again, they were still talking about it as first philosophy because that's what the name, like that's what the questions are sort of all about. They're real right, fundamental. Right, right, like, right. what is being? What types of Carson, beings Carson. are there? What's a category? What Carson. does it mean? Are you in one? What the fuck does this have to do with UFOs? Not UFOs. UFO, unidentified foreign ontology. Oh god, fucking damn it! Okay, so I brought out all the telescopes and the binoculars and like the EMF meters and shit for nothing. I mean, we, it's always good to have an EMF meter on hand, just in case, especially when we're recording. All right. Well, I mean, I, I had the telescope unpacked. It was standing up. It's, it's all fucking set up. You, you could have stopped me like 10 minutes ago, bro. Well, you looked like you were having fun. I mean, you were like a kid in a candy store just like setting up this telescope. All right. Uh, I thought uh, this was part of the bit. I thought you were like doing something. It's like like Zoomers watching people like cut foam while they're like listening to something. I thought it was like that. I mean, like, it's a bit different when you're like, not okay. Okay, what was the fuck ever? Okay, so we're talking about ontology now, I guess. UFO, you know UFO, unidentified foreign yeah, ontology. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard about them in a while, but sure. I mean, I, I guess it's probably good if we're going to be talking about them. It's good to have like a working uh, definition of ontology because I mean, I always, I, I never understood what the fuck they were getting at with their name. Frankly, I always figured it was one of those cases where they came up with the acronym first and then and then moved the way back. Yeah, you know, acronym. Well, that's what I thought at first as well. Yeah, it, it, it seems kind of uh, tenuous, you know? It, it seemed kind of uh, like a, a bit of a stretch to... But, you know, fuck it, whatever. That's what exactly what they say about UFO sightings. So there's some... There's some oh, okay, there. listen. Well, yeah, that's... But, you know, that's that's just how they work. They're implanting memories in there uh. from the forwards in time. That's that's how the UFOs get you. It's, it's, oh, right. They're... Okay. they're, they're, they're UFOs move backwards in time, so it's technically uh. true. But, um, so, okay, okay, what, which meaning of ontology are we operating in here, first of all? Because, like, my understanding is there's, like, the philosophical thing, which is, like, the nature of being and all that shit. And then there's ontology in the sense of, like, a list, a set of connected concepts, right? Like, the whole, like, uh, what is it, information science sort of like yeah yeah you know version you, you, of ontology you, you'll see this in like a lot of uh like uh like corporate environments where they'll have like some sort of ontology oh, program they use yeah which we talking here in this case i think that i believe that for the most part it is the more philosophical version okay, of okay. the word ontology so if you're talking about like a foreign ontology in terms of like information science that wouldn't be saying very much it would just be like oh no, this is just, the ja this is the way that japanese corporations happen to organize their files that's not a particularly yes. interesting like not even files un it's unless like a, it is it's like a glossary almost but they're with a bit more going on exactly than that but yeah hey yeah. Hey, it's it's not like the you know as infrequent that the occult underground stays out of the corporate sphere. It's not like it never happened. Oh yeah, oh, I want to talk about that at some point um, sure, because sure. I think there's some um, 
there's potential there for a certain like feel like a form of game um, sure. we sort of touched on a few times uh, the corporate environment being a very mundane and frustrating space that is ripe for magical shenanigans um, but that's not what we're talking yeah, about today yeah, yeah. we're talking about what is and also what the the, the 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 fundamental philosophical question of the first philosophy is just what question mark and that's really what ontology is all about what or more what yeah exactly what you mean by what it depends what you what your definition of is is but um the the, the key is what is what and what's there does X exist? Is X a thing? Does it exist in people's minds or is it a real thing? What is real? Are facts real? Are objects real? All of these are ontological uh, questions. Um, these are things of like, um, Wolf called it general metaphysics. Although, sorry, he called it formal ontology. Uh, compared it to like more specific things. Um like specific regional ontologies, which when you're talking about like ontology of nature or mathematics, mind, culture, religion, right. but there's also general, more general ontologies, like just what is, what is existence and what does that mean? Um, what is being, what is existence? Is existence a thing? Is existence a property of something? Does something have the property of existence? What is the difference between something changing and something going out of existence and is there a difference and how do you distinguish if there is um, are things just a conglomeration of the properties of that thing are there universals is are there universals which apply to everything or is it all about specifics is there a, is there a dualism between mind and body or is it all one thing is there free will is there god blah 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 all these things i thought that was more of the, epistemology the you know, theory of mind well, it, shit, which I suppose would be downstream from ontology that's in terms it. of like, you know, yeah. to have a theory of mind, first you got to figure out what is a mind. Exactly. Like epistemology, um, that deals with knowledge. Um, it's a philosophy of knowledge, while yeah. ontology is like the, the study of what is. And to sort of get to, like, they're very closely related from our point of view. Sure. But they're not the same because figuring out what is is fundamentally going to be kind of coaching you know observe observing some sort of reality and yeah before you can into answer any questions on like all right how real is the sort of shit we're seeing how real is being how how yep. real is it to experience etc cetera, etc cetera. you gotta yeah figure out you know how reliable our inputs are right that's well that's epistemology yeah that's <laughs> but, yes but like exactly. the ontology is no, more like what, 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 are, we, what are we even asking questions they're, they're, about they're, yeah they're inherently tied together i understand what you're saying they are so uh, epistemology naturally derives from ontology it sort of goes like ontology leads to epistemology see, which leads I'd to methodology there'd be, plenty, there'd be plenty of philosophers that would be like okay you can't have an ontology without epistemology first you can't have ontology without um sure because it, it's a question of how I, I forget the exact terminology here we use it don't around a lot of ologies here but uh, i forget the exact terminology but i know there's sort of like a 
a cleaving philosophy between people that believe that human observance, human perception is a reliable basis for knowledge versus pure reason being... Yeah, are you talking about logical positivism? Yes, um, exactly. Well, this is the thing. Like, if you're arguing that you like ontology without epistemology, or like, like logical positivism is yeah, all about that, like the only thing is empiricism. sensory. Yeah, and um, then you also have skepticism there too, which is like sure. neither of them are a valid means of understanding the universe. We're just fucked. Well, yeah. Kind of, but we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to complain, like uh, argue about on the fringes of understanding yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Uh, most like philosophical questions can be reduced down to their ontological sort of basis. Sure, um, it's, it's sort of a rough. It, it, it's it's a lot, and it's it like it's it's the sort of thing you talk about when you're stoned, um, and you're getting down that real like long rabbit hole. Yeah, or you're like, just a philosopher, or or both, or both. Uh, those are by no means mutually exclusive. So you know, the yes. average philosopher is going to be uh, grappling with those questions with a lot more uh, rigor and uh, a, a much uh, broader suite of tools than your average uh, stoner. That's right. So okay, since we just fucking swan dived right into the weeds here, let's uh, pull <laughs> things back a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, okay. who are unidentified foreign ontology? Uh, what's their deal? Okay. What are they up to? Uh, so, uh, main thing I know about them was what I read back in Postmodern Magic. They're like some right. weird cabal that is interested in like the new natures of being. And that's sort of that's the pretty much day. it. But you know, it's it's one of those very high concept sort of cabals where you you talk to them and it, you know when you when you combine in occultism with philosophy with you know especially you're talking like adepts being involved in shit uh, sure. and friendship because I remember a lot of them are also into UFO stuff. Um, they were, they are. It becomes very difficult to figure out what the fuck they're talking about because they tend to have a very idiosyncratic vocabulary that they often are have little to no interest in making themselves legible to outsiders. This is a common thing the occult underground in general, but especially when you have a cabal formed around something as high concept as exploring new natures of being and time mm. and uh, experience. That's uh, it, It's going to be kind of hard to understand what the fuck they're on about. Um, I also remember that their write-up in the book was done by Daniel Kasevich. That was the Team Salvation guy. Oh, shit. Oh, yep. shit. We're back, baby. All right, that's good. Um, <laughs> let's take this. Let's take this uh, and, like, shine this up for you, Daniel. Good stuff. All right. Um, also like carnal, but friend. we will, uh, you know, we won't, we won't hold that against him. Oh, we're gonna talk about the carnals at some point. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's let's in the context of like a few other things. Let's not do the carnals episode. You don't think we can get two hours just talking about like fucking carnals? I think we could can. we get two hours? Absolutely. Would it be worth our time and anyone else's time to listen to that? Eh. I don't know. I feel like I'm being challenged now. Uh, listen, definitely... if you want to go off about dick monsters for two hours, then you know. You can just do that. We don't even need to record it. 
<laughs> sure. But you're, the the implication is, Thompson, you can't make Please dick monsters interesting. Phrase. Please don't use the phrase the implication in the context of Carnals. <laughs> oh, yes, that's fair enough. Anyway, All so right. yeah, uh, I guess, uh, whereas I thought we were going to be spending a lovely evening uh, going saucer watching, uh, apparently yeah. we're instead going to be talking about some heady philosophical shit and also this cabal so what what's ufos what's ufos whole deal we're living up to since postmodern magic was written Mm. yeah go off bud all right so i'll start off with ufo as it existed at the publication of uh postmodern magic the first document you're right like the ufo's biggest focus was on the uh new ontology the um coming new ontology the new way of being that they believed would come um so that is something i think that the the usage of the word is very uh fundamental Mm -hmm. uh it's not merely about like um it's just like a new wave or a new millennium or whatever it is an entirely new way to relate that the universe relates to itself is coming and this is probably why they don't bother too much about making their uh theories making their um jargon lingo um comprehensible to the average joe schmo i mean what cabal does the average occult joe schmo yeah because they're kind of like they're looking for like-minded people uh they're looking for people that can uh well they're not really looking they're 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 really like a sort of a loose network of people i mean most people in ufo are just normal people like with careers and families they're like professionals who happen to have an interest in this weird stuff a lot of it is coming through the lens of um, ufology mm-hmm. and the search for extraterrestrials and um, fortiana and that sort of thing uh, but these are generally normal people uh, they're not being funded by uh, a weird billionaire they're not a cult in the same way I and mean, they probably is. are but eh, well i have i'll, I'll, I'll address this because right. i have some thoughts because some of them are like real weirdos you know the thing about being funded by weird billionaires is a lot of times the billionaires don't even know that they're doing it they're just you know that's spreading their seeds around their fiscal seeds around and you know to see what sprouts from the earth and sometimes something interesting does some a lot of times it's something very wacky or it could be a situation where like instead of like there is there is a weird billionaire who's a member yeah. and you you can oh, go true. and talk to him like and like convince him to fund you on a particular thing when and you I like have that, dynamic that much more. money when you have that much money you will hire people to help you spend it you when you have that much of a resource you can't really allocate all of it yourself yeah that's and that's why this one weird billionaire he just spends all his time with fucking ufo because sure. his business is being taken care of yeah, and exactly. but I, I like the idea of um like the cabal or whatever like having to pitch it it's it's a bit like a shark tank sort of thing sure. like pitch our scheme <laughs> all right so these are like they're it's, it's pretty loose organization they've got like a like in the original time period of when it was written they had just they just got like a, a laminated id card and free access to archives on ufo's website um now it's probably 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 pretty similar they probably have like an, a, a private app that they use you know things like that and not even that like just probably like a you know a, a user-only database and something th- like i can't that, imagine yeah. they're like a large enough organization that people would bother to hack them or anything they're probably too low-key uh people like there, there are other sources 
And I think that the problem is because they're like philosophically minded, at least in from the naming structure, is that it's it's sort of like digging through the old Mac attacks um, list or the modern Mac attacks um, board image board, yeah. but it's even more difficult to sort the like the oh, wheat from the chaff. It's like you're not dealing with memes. You're de- well, you are dealing with memes probably, but it's like uh, high like concept. The, con- yeah, memes in the more like classical sense, like the Dawkins sense, right? Sure. As opposed to like image macros, as opposed to you know the people spamming the 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 Virgin True Order Saint Germain, the Chad Macatexer. I think that because it's it's even more of a smaller group than mac attacks that yeah. even if they do have like they have they will have like in jokes and like running themes and things but they'd be even more like arcane and obscure and like specific i get the sense that these guys also take themselves more seriously than mac attacks does yes true but that doesn't mean there's not like some some some, some goofiness going on in sure, there sure sure um they probably well, is. yeah i know you get up um, people together and they're they're gonna have jokes they're gonna have running gags will assert themselves and you know it's just what happens when you create a community that's right so what keeps them all together because they all have sort of different focuses on what they're really interested in looking into according to the text so some of them are more into haunting some psychic powers or aliens or fringe science fortiana they're all like looking into that but they're looking beyond sort of logical positivist like explanations for things um and seeking some more holistic answer yeah to everything um they believe that there is a single cause um behind all the sort of unexplainable events um though the unnatural in general and that cause they call the foreign ontology um the the alternate way of being that is foreign to our existence okay um, so this plane of reality so the idea and that's i guess the the foreign ontology is that and then the unidentified part is where is this shit coming from right so or it's like what is it like yeah. they don't know what it is yet yeah um yeah. they know it's a new way of being a new way of relating the universe relates to itself but they don't know what it is hence you unidentified they haven't decided oh this is the this is this is what it is um which makes it different from a cult yeah. uh, and i yeah. think that's very important now what i like about these guys is if you sort of like read between the lines because they are you could say they were similar in their like way of viewing the universe to your sort of uh millenarian sect which is expecting yeah. like oh like the hail bop comments like they look they look the outside with a name and everything like it's a ufo cult yeah and we've all seen ufo cults we know what they look like um uh, but these guys are different because they're much more like the grail knights because the grail knights they all have their own individual grail that they're seeking um but they all get together to like talk shop while ufo they all expect a completely different like millennium like a completely different like new world but and instead of like fighting over it they get together and like talk shop which is more interesting well and it, and it helps they had that one. they kind of there seems to be some sort of consensus that whatever they're seeking out it comes from the same source yes yes and they just they disagree on what the source is basically what this seems to me is it's kind of like an informal study group it's almost like a uh 
It's like a reverse skeptics organization. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where it's like, okay, let's look into this occult shit, but instead of doing it with like this empiricist rigor, right? That which most skeptics are very much coming at, like, okay, where's the evidence? Where is the proof that this sh- weird occult shit is actually happening? And even if it is a phenomenon that is actually happening, where is your proof that this quasi supernatural explanation is behind it, as opposed to a much more plausible one that fits within our current understanding of science and the universe yeah. and whatnot? This is more coming at like investigating those phenomena from a positivist standpoint of like all right these are representing a new nature of being um what does that mean what um let's look at let's look at bigfoot and ufos and loch ness monster and all that shit not from the standpoint of trying to find evidence behind it but instead trying to find a logical through line throughout it yeah and argue it for it. So you could say it's like comparable to like uh, theology in a way. Yeah. Because there's lots of like high concept, like, but there's like a, there's a fundamental um, belief in the existence of God and yeah. that like prompts theological thought. Um, or in other forms of theology, there's like some fundamental beliefs that yeah. drive yeah. it. Uh, while your logical positivists, they um, have a fundamental belief in. Um, the veracity of sensory experience, the superiority of sensory experience over other ways of knowing, such as like intuition or your your visions from God or whatnot. Um, and that's what that's based on. I think you're getting them mixed up. Where empiricism is the one... Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Positive. Okay. Yeah, you're getting mixed up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it's positivism versus... But there's like some other yeah. word that is... Anti-positivism. No, by th- oh no, idealism. That's what I'm thinking of. Ah, idealism. Yeah. Okay. So fuck. All right. Um, that whole spiel I went on. Uh, pretend that instead of saying positivism, I said idealism. Right? They're they're coming at studying fringe phenomena from more of an idealist lens, more of a rationalist lens, I guess, in terms of like rather than caring a ton about evidence and you know, observed experience, they're more thinking like, okay, what can we find as... If we go down to the base base level of UFO shit, of Bigfoot shit, of the occult, of demons, whatever, what is going on there fundamentally, I guess? What is what is happening there on a uh, foundational logical level? And how can we determine that through pure logic would probably i mean that that's generally the difference between I, rationalism and empiricism was my understanding as uh, and empiricism here being kind of conflated with positivism of it. knowledge comes from empiricism like knowledge comes from observing um rationalism slash idealism knowledge comes from rational deduction rational uh proof you know, mm. much more of like a pure math standpoint kind of thing of like using pure reason. I think that you're sort of, you're right in terms of like some of the members of UFO would definitely be your uh, metaphysical idealists. I'm um, talking metaical idealism. I'm talking more broadly. Rationalism would probably be a better term. 
But in a very classical sense? Because idealism for philosophy is the idea that reality is a mental construct or that ideas are the highest form of reality, hence idealism. Sure. And that the greatest claim to be considered as real. So that's your idealism. Eh, I'm while, not uh, sure. Maybe. Or am I just... Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. I know. I'd, I'd say I, 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 I'd say it's pigeonholing idealism a little bit, but I get what you mean. What do you mean? Like, no, that's like that is the philosophical definition of idealism versus the the common idea, uh, like the. No, yeah, uh, yeah, no. I'm not talking about like idealism as in like optimism, right? Yeah, no. I'm talking like idealism in terms of um, how the fuck do I put this? <laughs> You've yeah. When you go into this deep in the weeds, it becomes kind of difficult to articulate yourself sometimes. Um, of so it's, it, it, idealism contrasts with materialism. The, okay, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, which is this which is again different because you don't have to like again it's 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 distinct from positivism distinct from I'm definitely getting my terminology have, mixed up I think is where I'm getting uh, lost here a bit that's right like so so you're empiricists yes you're empiricists no, I, I know what empiricism is it's more I'm getting lost in the weeds of like what is posit- What distinguishes positivism from empiricism, right? Okay. Um, empiricism states that sense experience is the source and origin yes. of all knowledge. Yes. Positivism, on the other hand, states that the only authentic knowledge is scientific knowledge. Okay. So um, That can be verified through scientific methods and mathematical or logical okay. proof. And empiricism uh, well, is kind empiricists- of foundational to that to a certain degree, but it's ba- positivists yes. are basically saying, all right, Pure observance is not enough. We gotta do other stuff to this. We got there's a whole process we gotta do. My understanding of the the people who are in UFO is that they run the gamut of different like fundamental like philosophical standpoints. It's like some of them are empiricists in terms of the fact that they believe that experience is the origin of knowledge, but they're not necessarily positivists in that they, they don't sure. necessarily. Well, no, but I'm more um, saying that they're. The I, I get what you're saying. I'm get. I get what you're saying. Um, what I was trying to get at was that uh, they remind me kind of like a, of a skeptic group of like UFO skeptics, but instead of observing this they're sort philo- of fringe phenomena, philosophical skeptics. No, and I'm not talking philosophical skepticism even because there's plenty of there's plenty of UFO skeptics that are like, oh, I believe in empiricism or and or positivism, but mm. there is not enough. I mean, positivism would be the big thing, right? Would be like, mm. all right, there, you're, yeah, like I'd say the average UFO skeptic would be a positivist in terms of, they're like, okay, even if you did see what, yeah. see that, that is not enough. We we need further evidence than just that. Right. Um, yeah, he did think knowledge has to be verified through yes, the scientific method. Exactly, and they're like, right. and, you know, looking at your average fringe phenomena, your average sort of um, conspiracy occulty thing, they frequently, for whatever reason, do not hold up to empiricism. Right. Uh, saying that... Uh, well, they don't, they don't hold up to as a group positivism. Kinda, is it, yeah, they, they, or they, be, they don't hold up to empiricism, right? Exactly. They don't hold up to positivism. You're, you're right. I'm, I'm getting right. conflated with the two. Um, they might hold up to empiricism, because I'd imagine there's a lot of UFO skeptics that are like, hey, I believe that you totally believed what you saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. You aren't lying, that... In some way, you did see aliens or whatever, but that is not enough. Uh, we also need to right. use the scientific method to verify the shit. We need 
you know, evidence that can be observed by multiple people rather than just testimony. Um, right, but, right. But the, the well, what I'm is, saying with UFO, the, what I'm saying with you, what I was trying to say with UFO is that they remind me of a skeptic group, but instead of looking at UFO shit through this positivist lens uh, and mm. kind of investigating um, French phenomena through this positivist scientific lens, they're more looking at it through this lens of rationalism, idealism, kind of pure reason, right? They're, 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 I, they don't seem to be as yeah. interested in the evidence side of things. For me, I think that you're right to an extent. Um, the people in the UFO, even if are they less... vary significantly in their broader philosophical outlook, right, member to member. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, th- that's it. Like I think that they, the different, what makes them different from a um, a skeptical, a skeptics group or yeah. a debunking group is that they, they probably not necessarily reject, but they're not. Um, saddled with logical positivism yeah. like some of them are probably empiricists but uh like philosophically skeptical about positivism while others are going to be more idealists others are going to be like they're going to be have different metaphysical um views and oh man if th- that leads to different methodologies to, if a philosophy academic listened to this episode they would be like gnawing on their wrist the entire fucking time. Yeah, but if two of them listened to it next to each other, <laughs> one of them would make a comment and the other one would say, actually, no, he was right about that. And then they would argue, so am I. Fair point. Fair point. Now, th- that sort of makes them, to me, um, interesting because they're not all one thing. They're not all necessarily them. Some no, of them no. are probably I was more talking partially... broadly in terms of, I guess, the project as a whole as opposed to like yeah, what individual yeah. members might believe. Yes. And like the fact is that they, within the Unknown Army's mythos, within the Unknown Army's universe, like logical positivism is probably not correct. No. It's, we it, know is, that, like, it is flat wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Yes. It's just, yeah, it's flat wrong. But they um, don't but necessarily what, how know it works, that. They don't know that. Well, they suspect that. Uh, but they don't know what the unidentified... Because they don't have access to the rules. As that's such true, as they are. that's true. So, so it's it's kind of these people that are sort of groping at the concept of invisible clergy, some sort of so- grander source of all this shit, without, yeah. necess- you know, but trying to do it through, from the sound of things, much more traditional means, as opposed to just, you know, taking some ayahuasca and... Go on a spirit quest like the rest of us. Sure, uh, there's there's probably like, a bit of that. How, how, how did Dirk our... Allen figure out how all this shit worked? Right? Do we know? Oh, um, we should do it with a Dirk Allen episode. I mean, I agree, we'll I agree. Solid. But do uh, has it ever been written up how Dirk Allen figured out all of his kind of how the invisible clergy works? I, my understanding is it was just uh, he went on a bender and had an epiphany. I think that's about that sounds about right. Yeah. But he built on it. Sure, uh, he built sure. on it by getting involved with shenanigans. Yeah. That's the way to ultimate truth is shenanigans. Yes. Um, as we know. Um, now, I, I sort of wanted to have... that. What I what disappointed me about the write-up here is that there is a cool idea uh, for this group, but it wasn't reflected well in the example GMCs. Yeah, um, they just seem... I don't think. I mean... This is a very high concept idea, and none of the GMC is really engaged with that in that, any real way. No. So let's. I want to get. I want to get these out of the way. Um, these NPCs, these NGMCs, um, who they are, what they're all about. 
So there's four included. Um, one of them is uh, Horatio uh, Bukowski. Now he is, he's just a guy who's into weird shit. That's, yeah, that's that's him. Yep. That's 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 the character. <laughs> he's, he's a he's a not a conspiracy theorist. He's just a a, a Fortean sort of type yeah. guy that it's kind of like all right, that's just a guy that could be anyone. You know, oh. you, yeah, just like one of those guys that is kind of into this shit that isn't whole hog into it. Or uh, hell, yeah. that like he he's into it, but he's not he's not like a true believer. He's like, all right, this is cool stuff. Let's investigate this further with a skeptical eye, right? Yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's he, his, his, deal. His, his obsession. What's what's interesting is like I looked at a bit like the write up is just like his sort of background. It's like oh, he was a bright kid who never lived up to his potential. He got bored easily. Uh, he got into UFOs and things, and like he's like sort of one of those kids, like one of those guys. He's got real smart guy, but more into the weird stuff. Like I can respect this sort of person, but it's not that interesting in and of himself. I know, but God, God, do I know a lot of people? Like <laughs> sure, sure, nothing. I thought, yeah, he's perfectly good person, like cool guy, probably fun to hang out with and talk shit with, but like not a, like I would like putting him in a campaign. No. It's like, he's a pony. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pony pretty much. Um, what I thought was interesting a little bit was his, well, his obsession being the uh, obsession, obsessed with the idea of the other with yeah. a capital O. Like anything that isn't recognizable, obviously identifiable, someone who's like a true, a pure xenophile, um, always looking for new options, new alternatives. And I'm like, that's kind of cool as an obsession. Like a, whatever, like a, like a fundamental dislike of how things are on a, on a, on an ontological level, sure. I, I kind of like. And that fits in with his rage stimulus, which is people who, people who always say, uh, eh, it's just how the world works. And he just, it just pisses him off. He wants, and he's like, no. There must be more. Um, I think leaning into that side of things would make him more interesting, but I'm not sure how to do it. I mean, you know, we're talking someone... I'm not sure what this guy's up to now, but, you know, look look at his madness meters, right? This guy's barely been through anything. But this is also the sort of drive... This is also the sort of motivations that... When they brush up against the occult underground, uh, they end up getting chewed up and spit out, if not swallowed. Right? That's it. Yeah. This is someone that, one, if he runs into, like, the real shit, is not going to let it go. And it's going to probably do some real damage to him. Yeah. But that's sort of, like, the easy way of dealing with a character like this, because so many ponies end up... Um, just taken to the glue factory. Oh, basically. no, I'm not talking about... Take, no, of course, that's easy. But my point is, this guy's probably a charger now. It's been, what, like 20... It's been like 25 years. Right. Yeah. If he's stuck with this, he's probably a charger now. And what does this guy look like after 25 years of diving into this shit? One possibility I thought would be like if over twenty years he slowly got a better idea of the metaphysics, um, an idea of avatars, an idea of adepts. Like so now he knows how the universe works, 
but he doesn't like it. <laughs> he sure. wants more. He wants like something else. He's like looking for someone who's on the forefront of like new forms of magic, um, something that's beyond just adepthood. Because adept, like adepts, like postmodern magic as we know it, was something that replaced or like was different from the sort of pre-modern forms of magic or the modern, um, ma- this or guy, modern magic, yeah, or mod- all modernist forms of magic. Um, he could be looking for something like. Like, he could know a whole lot about fucking magic, but not give a fuck yeah. because he knows it now. And he's like, no, there's got to be a better way. This yeah. is the status quo. He could look at the world and say, well, this is just, he knows the occult underground now. And he's like, well, we've, okay, it's just more of the same. We need something else. Um, we need more stuff. So he might be more interested in like cutting edge things like, uh, I'm thinking 3E things. Like, he might be really interested in Nomon and being Post, like, well, this is something magic. new. <laughs> yeah sure i mean he does have a sort of uh educational background that would yeah uh, lead to him getting involved with gnome on hell maybe he's fucking uh one of the people involved with flex echo these days could be could be but he would get bored of it but that also makes him kind of similar to gnome in a way because see Nomon well that's that's the, the thing is uh this guy fundamentally wants more information and if there's anything that gnome can get someone it's more information that's true but Nomon is also stuck within Nomon's own ontology and yeah, epistemology, it's true. It's which true. is different from the human. And Horatio, he he, he wants. Well, he really that's wants the question: is would Horatio get trapped or not? Would he get trapped in a new ontology? A new? Mm. Would he find one that scratches his itch in some way, whatever that itch is, and just get stuck there, or would he continue uh, to be dissatisfied? and uh continue searching his fear is anything that proves that's just the way the world works and at the time this was written the focus of that was the scientific establishment yes um and debunkers and things but that fear stimulus could carry on um to a more like a broader understanding of the the cosmology and just keep keep him going like it's like working out how the world works might scare him in a way he wants like wait, wait, wait. Or, or or accepting that accepting any like la- last line like okay magic just works this way and that's how it always works like avatars do this and adapts do this this is how it works this is what the rules say but why he's gonna be pushing against that but why yeah well why that's yeah it. like <laughs> okay why? the invisible clergy run things they made the universe etc etc how does the invid- how does the invisible clergy work yeah so yeah, I could like, see what this guy could do is he could be like on some sort of avatar path because he's thinking like, all right, the only way to find out how shit really works is to get to the, ha- have a chance to uh, look at the uh, in, inner workings of the clock, so to speak, right? And the only way to do yeah. that is ascension. Perhaps, perhaps, but he could be a sort of person who's like really interested in like all that sort of stuff when people start to poke at the edges of the the cosmology in ua like when yeah. people like things like um archetypes from previous universes that are still knocking about yeah. that um like that pill yeah um yeah. things like that like things that are sort of like or things that are unexplained or like um like what lies beyond the veil of death like the cruel ones are fucking stopping people from knowing that like that's the sort of thing like this is a guy like if after 25 years imagine he's read all the ua books and he's like absorbed that knowledge and he's like but what about this this hasn't been explained this is what he's going to be into yes um and that makes him more like a useful character for like a campaign i think because he still 
could be one step ahead of um, player characters yeah. in terms of knowledge because he he's into like the widget. Even players that have been with the game for a long time, he's the guy's like, okay, but we still don't know about this and this and this. Our model isn't complete. Yeah, that's why it would be cool to like sort of keep him still in his mode of just he looks to the outside like e- like an every pony. But you talk to him for a bit, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait a minute. This guy knows like he just looks like your standard like guy who's interested in like stuff, and that's what he is. But he's taking it to a logical now, conclusion. At this point, he's definitely a lot more cracked than he is in uh, oh, this yeah. sort of. Oh sure. Yeah, after 25 yeah, years sure. of looking through this shit, but um. Places I could see this guy ending up, I could see him ending up uh, in Flex Echo. Because they do mention in that write-up there is one person that knows about magic that isn't uh, Authentic Thaumaturge that uh, runs the thing. But um, the other, th- I could see him getting involved with the, the sleepers in a weird sense. Mm-hmm. But like sort of the outer circle of it, if you know what I mean? I think you, like, he's the sort of guy who would go to those, like the um, the, uh, the, the faux events. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I could see him involved in a bunch of groups for a while, but like I don't know if he's gonna stick with anyone. Getting involved, with have... the, getting involved with the milk, maybe uh, to yeah, get some, get some sort of inside baseball of how the clergy works, or at least an attempt at that. Um, yeah, actually, I like your idea of he just kind of basically any any most of like the larger organizations. Or like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He he spent like a year or two around here and then just went somewhere else. Yeah. The sort of guy that is very good at asking the precise questions that would piss people off. Yeah. Because they just don't <laughs> have an answer to them. Uh, his noble stimulus is possibility. Yeah. He's always willing to give people who are trying something new the benefit of the doubt, as well as his support and encouragement. So he could be a patron, like if he's like after years of like, if he could be one of the Shark Tank guys, if he's sure. somehow through his, sure. like, he's ended up with like some money, but he's still into this. We have a patron. We just have to keep him interested. We have to make sure that we're still on the cutting edge and not bore him because he doesn't give a fuck about. It. He's like, oh yeah, add, add it magic. I mean, no, I could see a guy that's like, all right, because fundamentally, what drives. Um, what drives the occult is coincidence, right? That, that, that's what the occult is. It is the meeting behind what outwardly appears to be coincidence. And if you figure, if you figured out enough of that, then you know you can probably win the lottery pretty reliably. Yeah, that's fair. So you know, so I'm not talking like he, he wins the Mega Millions or anything, but you know, every month or so he pulls out his Google Map dowsing, whatever, figures out the exact ticket to get the exact convenience store to get like. 20k and then just yep. lives off that for a few months right yeah i i i i'm sorry I, I need to get from this city to this city yeah hold on a minute let me just enter the uh, okay i want a car let's go yep yep <laughs> i like the idea of like someone that has figured that shit out but instead of like you know going for the mega millions or whatever they're just like all right every few months again you scratcher and i just always get the jackpot yeah. on that yeah, so it, it, he's essentially rich yeah. because he just like he can access it whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's like, I don't need to have it all in my bank account. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. Uh, what What do I want to like like get dividends and earn interest? What do yeah. I need that for? I, I can just win a, win whatever I need. And yeah, he's not someone that cares about money for its own sake either. I like this idea of like like if you just follow him around, yeah. like you can just like pick up his stuff. Like he's like, I don't need this car anymore. I'll just leave it. And it goes. And you're like, well, car, it's all good. He's like, oh yeah, I want a house once, like yeah. years ago. It's still there probably. 
Yeah, that's good. Guy, yeah, I, I, I think I enjoy that character development. Guy that has that fundamental curiosity for how the universe works and somehow has been yeah. able to avoid falling into the pothole of any particular ex overarching explanation for it because none of them have all the answers, or at least none of the ones that he's found so far. Exactly. Deep, yeah, that's good. All right, I'm happy with Horatio yeah. now. Um a bit more interesting like lean, lean into the things that were leaning into a like keeping the bits where he was he's, he's kind of like normal yeah he's kind of just like one of the run of the mill but that actually makes it kind of interesting if you add, add a bit of he's add some oomph. he's a he's like the most self-awareness that a charger can have right yeah he, sure. he's like he's firmly in charger territory now but I, I don't think he could be an adept or no, an avatar no, because of his the way he views the yeah, universe. Like he's not going to get stuck in an adept mindset. The closest I could see would be like I could see him trying to ascend, but like as a means to an end, right? I, I could see him getting up there and then figuring it out. Oh, this is how it works, and then losing interest yeah. and just like, oh, well, yeah. I'll act. Oh, I'll just break taboo. Fuck it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll do it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that frustrating. A lot of um, high powered, like maybe God Walkers know who he is because he was up there, um, and he just turned his back. Yeah, the God Walker <laughs> walked that, away. That's that's it. That's good. You know, not not a case where he he was kicked down. Not a case where just as he was about to reach ascension something uh, he didn't have a fall of the keys moment he was just like oh no wait I, I don't think this is gonna explain as much as i hoped and he's just like all right bye yeah and then someone like but say it was like the like maybe the avatar of like the seeker or something like that or something yeah, maybe yeah. something new and then i i like the idea that's like so eventually like someone like maybe they, he had a rival yeah. and that rival did ascend but that rival is up there in the in the statosphere, still feeling a little bit inferior, yeah. Because Horatio walked away. Yeah, Horatio could have done <laughs> he, it. He did it. Yeah, yeah. Could have done it. He just chose not to. Th there's a difference between you did it and you did it, but only because he didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's good. That's good. All right, who who do we got next? I'm seeing Samantha Holloway, abductee. Now, this is kind of a fucked up backstory. Uh -huh. um, so, when she was 18, uh, walking home from a party, a uh, bright light appeared in the sky, and she saw a bunch of, like, unnecessarily stupid shit. Uh, like, it's just one of those, like, um, lol random sort of situations. Like, yeah. a line of rabbits wearing feather boas doing the can-cans. Like, okay. Um, like, it, it seems like just, like, silly um like someone trying to come up with stuff that's like super random sure. for the sake of randomness um and then she wakes up alone in the field with her t-shirt on backwards under her sweater which is alarming uh, when you think about yeah. it yeah yeah fuck so i'm like is that implied that she just got like magically roofied i think it is implied that she got magically roofied Am I reading it wrong? No, I think, I think that's pretty right. reasonable, honestly. But she was convinced that she was abducted by a UFO. Um, but she came from a deeply religious family. Again, which fits in with her being fucking roofied after a party because she's there's no, like, clustered, like... Um, very, very sheltered. Uh, sheltered upbringing. Yeah. So she goes a little crazy. She writes poetry and she goes off a bit on, like, away from that like side of things but like that deeply religious element is probably going to affect her character um over time and then she then she meets up with ufo uh, identified foreign ontology yeah. and ends up with them 
So she is someone who has experienced trauma um, and has, I guess, um, dealt with it by going this way, which is not like it's the worst way to deal with trauma, but it is, it's still, what's the word for it? it it's still uh, problematic. Sure. Like, well, not problematic. I would say the writing, um, but there is the, the, the again. I use the word. The implication is clearly there yes. that something fucked happened to her, which is fine for a game like UA um, if you're going in that mode because it can do that sort yes. of story. Um, but it's interesting to see here. I'm well, looking at her madness meters, it seems like that was the only like traumatic or natural event she's been through because she only has one failed notch. Natural. Mm. Like, if you look at the members of that the UFO, they tend to have very little on their madness. Yeah. Meters. So you would think that she would have. Well, maybe that was the failed notch that she. No, got, I probably. absolutely think that's uh. what it is, and it implies to me that she hasn't really been. I know she's had some harder notches, so she's probably seen some other shit. Um, yeah. I tend to think of it having any particularly law or uh, strong religious upbringing is going to induce some harder notches to. Yeah, the two, two in isolation, probably. Yeah. And one in self, probably. Well, um, yeah, just, I mean, I guess in terms of third edition as opposed to second edition, one of the things a religious perspective is going to do is it's going to, you're going to resist shocks to the unnatural because you're going to be like, oh, obviously this is an angel or something, right? Right. To a, to an extent. To, within. If, if that, if you have that, like, not everyone with a religious background is going to no, have that. No, but it's, um, certainly, and that's, it's, look, it's certainly one of the ways it can manifest. Sure, but looking at her stats and skills, her second ed stats and skills, there's no, like, because they had that, like, that, um, as a skill that you could use, well, like, that the, framework of looking at the world thing. One of the core appeals uh, of religion is explaining the unexplained, is having a framework to explain the unexplained. Right, but I'm saying this particular yeah. character doesn't yes. seem to have anything that suggests that they have necessarily a religious identity. Sure, sure. They could, but I don't know about that. They have that. follow leads, put, each, put others at ease, lie. Lie is interesting. And detect residual weirdness. Lie could be the, um, uh, what's it, lie? 30%. It could be, well, they went to a fucking party, didn't they? <laughs> like, she went to a party, probably not telling her uh, parents. Well, not just that, That's you know, when you've been through some very traumatic shit that other people just really don't understand. Um, at a certain point, oh, you she just, would have lied about it. Well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, you just kind of learn. All right, other people aren't going to get this. I'll, I'll just come up with excuses for why I'm like this. I'll just sure. Like, I people like if I tell them, oh, I was abducted by aliens, they're going to think I'm fucking nuts. So I'm just going to be like, oh no, yeah. I went through some other shit. It's interesting that even though she came from a like a religious background in a religious community, that she chose. UFO as explanation versus yeah. like some other like religiously tinged explanation. Well, um, I mean the the whole thing with the shirt makes sense in that context. Yeah, it could be. Um, could be witches, also, just be the, the sort of imagery, you know, like a, a lot of religious experiences very coached in like expected imagery of various sorts. You know, like the near death experiences yeah. where you and like, she didn't and she didn't get that no she no, definitely like she, didn't get the none of this imagery. shit is coached in Christian imagery in the fucking slightest so I, I suspect yeah. it's kind of like or the, the what she'd been exposed to in popular culture is like alright the alternative to this is to like some sort of saintly or angelic encounter or whatever or demonic uh, would just mm. because this doesn't seem like any of that would just be oh a UFO 
I was abducted by aliens. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of rabbits. Yeah, where, like, the mundane explanation is that she was given a, a hallucinogen of some kind um, as, a, in the, in the, as a roofie, to, like, act as a roofie. Um, or it was, there was a, a fucked up checker there. You, you did something to her. She could have just been special ordered, even. She could have just been special ordered. Like, there could have been some, like, you know, she had a hamburger. Uh, like, while she was McDonald's there. McDonald's was catering the party she was at, yeah. One idea of, like, sort of a development, that's like a darker development, is the classic sort of, I don't know, it doesn't fit really with her character as it's presented because no. she's, uh, gentle and curious and uh well no no gentle and uh inquisitive and like puts people at ease but like a dark version of that would be the sort of classic um uh abused becomes the abuser um thing where sure. she ends up putting people into bizarre unnatural circumstances um out of a desire to have someone to talk to, to lead them through it and like um uh, talk to them about yeah it, you know the, is... the sort of situation of you subject other people to trauma um in ways that's kind of do where they dubiously sort of consent to it uh because it uh gives you a chance to feel powerful by um you know acting therapeutic towards them after the fact Ma yeah maybe um her noble stimulus is helping people come to grips with frightening events so like it could become an ignoble stimulus perhaps perhaps well okay uh, maybe or she's maybe. just attracted or if well if noble stimuli like can that. get twisted just like anything else remember her fear stimulus is having no one to talk to about her feelings which could be the encouraging factor to become like to start it uh, here's an idea here's an idea something about this girl strikes me as the sort that would go to school for psychology perhaps yeah so I'm thinking maybe she became like a therapist that specializes in people who have had traumatic experiences with the unnatural. Maybe. Seemed like a fairly straightforward thing. Someone may be on the edge of the occult underground uh, or just is fed people through UFO because it seems like this organization seems to draw on a lot of people who have had some sort of shocking unnatural experience. And yeah. one day have been particularly fucked up by it. They're like, listen, we... We, we know this uh, wonderful therapist, Dr. Holloway. That's cool. She's been through this stuff. She can help you through it. And, you know, there there could be some sort of, like, darkness there. Like, maybe she's very fond of exposure therapy in some way. But it's also not, like, unnatural. The, the unnatural um, is kind of resistant to exposure therapy because it's not easy to repeat. That's true. But, I, no, I like that because that combines my idea with yours yeah. in a way because she puts them through. Um, she tries to recreate... Yeah. <laughs> like the um like she listens to the description of like the unnatural yeah. event um what happened and then she tries to recreate maybe even in mundane ways like um which is interesting yeah uh or the other angle I, of it is by this point she has accrued enough knowledge of the unnatural that she can put together a certain degree of a facsimile of it but i honestly like your idea more yeah, exactly. of like okay let's simulate uh, the unnatural using like practical effects, right? Yeah, yeah. But and based exactly like so, so you the, the, the therapy sessions are going to be like talking about like you can open up to me, like I, I, I'm not going to judge you, yeah. I'm not going to like think you're crazy, just tell me like get like getting that trust yeah. and then then that leading to the exposure therapy and maybe it helping <laughs> and maybe it actually not being a maybe bad thing. her maybe like effective. maybe her husband or like sister or something works for industrial light and magic. So that's like their end, right? Oh, 
They're all like, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll simulate this supernatural shit using like practical effects in some degree, some way as an exposure therapy. I do like the idea of like a deeply religious family yeah. in a deeply religious community. But imagine a deeply religious community yeah. that like that its main economy is like industrial light and magic sort of sure. like stuff. There, that community, there's a bunch of movies that are made nearby because like you know maybe it's in yeah. california or something and uh it's just it's good for getting it's like the go-to for a certain kind of environment used for movies but and so like a lot of people that live there year-round are people that work backstage in some way people that do lighting and effects and all that stuff that's cool that's cool and like them being quite a bit old school yeah, as yeah. well in terms of the practical yeah. effects. So like, and there's probably like, like the, there's some office somewhere that does uh, office somewhere in downtown that does like the 3D shit these days, right? But yeah, like it skews much more old school. I like them not doing that at all. Like imagine like some like producers sitting around being like, ah, oh, like we can't afford the the 3D. Like, well, there is still some people doing the practical effects. Yeah. A strange community still doing the um, yeah. animation, yeah. like the animatronics. But you have to go there, like like a like a um. It's like in uh, Snatch when he goes and yeah. talks to the uh, the uh, travelers. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. So yeah, like some like small religious town of like five hundred people yep. way down the edge of like Death Valley that, you know, gets used for any any time Hollywood's trying to film something using the desert, like this is their go to on location area if they're doing like a western or whatever. And they go here and just you know, a bunch of the people that li- actually live there are people that are part of like the uh you know, various um I forget what the exact guilds are, but, you know, there's, like, a lot of uh, people that do, like, props and lighting and that sort of shit. In their little community, as part of their religious rituals, there has to be, like, everyone, they all, like, at a moment, either it's just the priest or it's uh, several people. Like, it's people that get up and, like, doing the the talking in tongues thing. But instead of doing talking in tongues, they get up and they, like, put their arms apart and then the squibs on their palms explode. (laughs) And then they... (laughs) All right, laying it on a bit thick here by the line of I said that I didn't enjoy it. Yep, yep. I gotta lean into it, gotta lean into it. All right, I like that. I like this now. Uh-huh. But yeah, going back to... Going to, going back to uh, Holloway. So yeah, so I could see her being a therapist that specializes in people who've had traumatic yeah. brushes with the unnatural. And she's just like, listen, I believe you. The best way to go yeah. through this is to experience it. And, there's, and then there's kind of like a double-edged thing of like, see... There's, even if it's somewhat of a stretch, there's a perfectly plausible mundane explanation for this with the assistance of pyrotechnics and animatronics. I, I, don't, I don't even think it's necessarily about finding a, um, a, a an explanation for it because um, her rage stimulus is dogma when people's personal experiences are suppressed or belittled by authority. I don't think she has necessarily has any kind of debunking impulse. It's, not, I think it's, it's more of like just it's about just, re-experiencing I, I, it. I suspect it's easier to process this stuff if there's a part of you in the back of your head that's like, there's a rational explanation for this, right? Yeah, I don't know. Especially if maybe. you aren't especially hardened to the unnatural. Like, she was most hardened to the unnatural out of anything. Um, yes. So I no, don't, it's still I don't only think unnatural a two. is the problem. It's still only a two. No, I'm talking about her patients. Oh, right. 
Yeah, I just don't think that the um the 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 uh, the aim would be to um, no 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 explain it away. Yes, I agree, I agree. But like that would, that could be one of the things she mentions. Like, listen, there's potentially a rational experience behind this. There might not be. We we don't know. But the point is that this is very unlikely to happen to you ever again. Or it's it's I think it's like letting people like they're putting it into like we're gonna we're gonna recreate it. But you know it's it's just, yes. this is fake. This yeah. is not real. They're, they're, like you know, creating the situation again, recreating it's a safe your space. experience is... with the Wolfman, but with a safe word. Exactly to help the down to come to terms with it. Yeah, um, that's an interesting character, and she'd still be like in this write up. Like she was, it was only a couple of years after her 18th birthday, so she was like 21 or 22. Yeah. So she'd be in her 40s now, um, still active, still doing it, but with. Yeah, I I'm just kind of surprised there aren't any characters that are like, oh yeah, this is a therapist that's ne- isn't necessarily involved with the unnatural directly, and that they're like a charger, but they've you know it's like the the figure of the back alley doctor, right? Yeah, but yeah. instead they're a back alley therapist who they call underground. Yeah, back alley therapist. That's perfect. All right, so now we've got these two characters are now more useful. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Stewie Pickwick, the Omega being, who is who is uh, is quite the wild one. Yeah. So what's Stewie's deal? Stewie is a kind of a, a mysterious fellow uh, with a mysterious background. He believes that he is the source of the new ontology, the the, the, uh-huh. the foreign ontology, yeah. because his birth uh, signaled the entrance of the first Omega being into Earth's biopsychic matrix. Um, so encoded in Stewie's chi form, which is a deep level interface between DNA and psyche, is the recipe for the next evolution, evolutionary quantum leap of humanity. When Stewie emerged from his mother's womb, the trauma of birth fu- phased his own chi form into the planetary chi form and scattered his latent power across the globe. And he be- so he believes that unnatural phenomena um, is him. <laughs> it's All bits right. of him. That he has to collect. Got to catch them all. And once he has reintegrated um, the bizarre phenomena into himself, he will regain his Omega power and transform humanity. And what I'm seeing here is that... Well, he's basically a... Like, basically has megalomania. Megalomania. Are there members of UFO tolerate him because he's, like, legitimately a great investigator? Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's more like this is my stuff. <laughs> this is all my stuff. Yeah, it's just an around. extension of me. So he, okay, here's my idea. Here's my idea. He's kind of right, but not yes. the way he thinks he is. Where just his particular particular psychology makes him not even tolerant, but thrives in the accelerated culture environment from the internet that has okay. just gone faster and faster. Right. He is someone that, and it says he's a great investigator, he's someone that is able to sit through and collate information far better than most. And because of that, he can, like, handle the vast quantities of information, misinformation, chaff versus wheat uh, on the internet just way better than anyone else. So, in a way, he is the next stage of human evolution, and then this is the sort of person that will thrive in the coming decades. And obviously, obviously, what he's doing now is he's become a TikTok star. Oh, no. No, no. I'm I'm hopping (laughs) off this train. I'm hopping off this train. I can see it, actually. That's interesting. Um, But he would be a bit old for a TikTok star. uh, Sure, sure. But it's not like like that excludes him. 
You know, a lot of people watch him just because, like, hey, look at this quack. Isn't he fun? Yeah, sure. You know, he's, he's charismatic. Oh. He's He has a lot of energy. He's fun. He's also a total quack. But that makes that means he has a decently sized audience. But And then people watch him like, oh, wait, no, I, th- I think there's something here. I think this, I think this, this guy's onto something. Okay, I, I do like it. But I want to talk about, like, what if that he wasn't wrong at all. Okay. And he was right. Um, it, well, he's still not entirely right. At least in terms of this, this the time of this write-up. Yeah. But I like the idea of an investigator who goes off looking for unnatural phenomena and then sort of kills it and just absorbs it into himself. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, like, how many fish falls have you heard about recently? Uh, right. Not that many. <laughs> it's just, it's just Pickwick. <laughs> it's just Pickwick. Pickwick has taken it back. All right. That makes him a bit more dangerous like he could be he as he absorbs like different like different types of unnatural phenomena stuff that like repeats um that you see in both editions they have things that repeat like um time like stops and like all weird stuff um there's lots of specific stuff in 30 uh about like unnatural phenomena like maybe he goes and finds them i and mean he eats it <laughs> yeah here, here's what it is anything from pre anything from previous books you don't like or that you're just like a small part of they're part of Stewie now. <laughs> yeah, it, and Stewie has somehow yeah. gotten their powers. Yep. Now, what I was thinking of the logical conclusion is that Pickwick represents um, a foreign ontology that divide, denies, maybe he represents a foreign ontology that denies the, the difference between the natural and the unnatural because that's sure, like sure. that distinction could be seen as ontological. Um, and I was thinking like, maybe he's like an excrucian from Nobilis, just absorbing concepts right. and getting more powerful. And this Omega being, maybe he's a natural process. Maybe he's something that happens as the invisible clergy is nearing its completion. They start um, doing like garbage garbage collection for the, the cosmos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like that. He's like um, not that different from like those surgeons and things that go and get rid of stuff. But he's a lot nicer, and he's not—he's going after like phenomena, not people yeah. necessarily. So maybe yeah. he's not absorbing uh, adepts or whatnot, but he's absorbing phenomena, like the yeah. weird stuff that he's going after. So he's still kind of an existential horror, but maybe he's also on TikTok as a charismatic uh, sure, sure. I mean, this is after again, it's after twenty plus years. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if there's like an indication of his age, but I suspect he was young, maybe a similar age as uh, maybe a little bit older than Samantha. Yeah. By the way, um, and I'll be honest. What is interesting? This, this cabal UFO van, which strikes me as just a player cabal that got written up. Yeah, as as it stands. Yeah. Uh, look, we're working on it. We're working on it. Well, we're, yeah. We're, looking we're, at the underneath. picture of Stewie Pickwick, he looks he looks pretty young, like late twenties tops. Yeah. I feel that what we do sometimes with this, it's it's like those. Um, speaking of TikTok, it's like those things where someone's like, "Hey, I've bought this shit like gas station sandwich, um, chef, turn this gourmet." Is sure. kind of what we think we're doing. We yeah. think we're doing it. I'm not yeah, sure. that's what the yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it. Like, all right, let's let's take this thing that we don't like and elevate it. Of course, we we uh, we. Bring it up to our lofty standards. Our, our, our lofty, was yes. Garbage. Absolute trash. <laughs> like, I'm right. sorry, Daniel. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to these days. He's probably stuck in that, still stuck in that time loop. Anyway. What makes Dewey like, a bit dangerous, especially if he's got some um, 
like more powers now he's absorbed powers and i like the idea of him getting like the powers that he has are all like like he can, he, like fish falls he can make fish fall and shit like yeah. that anything anything from previous editions that haven't shown up in the new one is fair game oh no carnals no yes. um, god damn it <laughs> His rage stimulus is uh, when people prevent him from accessing the bazaar, whether it's a security guard blocking the entrance to a hoarded building, a TV station denying they have a saucer on tape, or a psychic refusing to grant an interview. Yeah, so take that rage stimulus have, and add power. He, he, he does have 50 and in sneak into forbidden places, so... Yep, yep. That's pretty high for a second ed skill as well. Really high. Shit. It's like 100%. And pseudoscience is 50% too. Yep. So yeah, he could be quite a um he could be a dangerous fellow. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on the wrong side of him or if you like um yeah, there there are ways you could use this. Uh, I would make him, but he's still I I would say he's not necessarily uh, like a bad guy, but he gets pissed off if if he's yeah. in his way. I mean, he's I, I I hate to pigeonhole this to this degree, but very I guess for like better way of putting it ADHD coded. Okay. I mean, one of his body skills is ship spaz out. <laughs> it's Mind out. fragmented, it? soul imaginative. Oh. Well, you could, say, you could say the same quirky. thing about um, Horatio Bukowski is also kind of ADHD decoded yeah, as well. Yeah, a little. I, I think your ad can. I, I think it is definitely overrepresented among conspiracy theorists. Sure, sure. Uh, well, that's still he. He might be a problem for you. Um, I can't think of anything to. Like, I like him just being a unnatural phenomena eater. That's, yeah, that's solid. Yeah. Who is also who is also on TikTok? I would give him like a, a like a uh, versatile supernatural identity at like a high ranking. Like yeah. so, he's powerful, but he's not like going to stop you all the time. Yeah, um, still limited until he get he hasn't he hasn't reached Omega status yet. Okay, he's still he's still stuck at Sigma. Then we got one more. Yes, Portia Jefferson, who was already uh, in her forties at the time it's written, so she's probably sixty something now. Early forties. So, so 60s, yeah, yeah. So she was a clerk, nondescript office, some nondescript branch of government, some basically a bureaucrat, unmarried, living alone, yeah, no hobbies. Um, she doesn't like that. She was meant like this mediocre life wasn't for her she was meant to be a famous tap dancer but like it just didn't go her way things didn't go her way through her family uh her relationships everything and her career um so who did it who was it it was the fucking aliens it must be the fucking aliens it's or very much or you know who are yeah the black magicians as is mentioned which is that's an odd use term um now this is your basically your it's 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 the conspiratorial mindset, but uh, it's just one person. It's sort of like how um, like the reason uh, white supremacists are so like um, specific, specifically. Uh, not just them, it's, it's but like conspiratorial they're so, resentment. So obsessed with conspiratorial resentment. Like yeah. we are better. Um, but the only reason that's not seen is because there's a there's an evil cabal that's stopping her yeah. from like manifesting. Yeah. But and she's taken that sort of mentality and like just made it real specific. It's yeah. about her uh, with her five percent tap dancing skill, which is interesting. Like it's a it's a one woman just conspiracy. But that makes her again another one who could be quite dangerous. Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking at her fucking skills and her. Best skills are 40s and firearms. 
filing and bitter perseverance. Yep, yep. Now, this is someone who could get picked up by the sleepers, but could also get pissed off at the sleepers and start ba- blaming them for yeah. failures. Like, it was the sleepers all along. Yeah. Um, I could see this being like so- an outer circle sleepers member, definitely. Um, mm. Hate to say it, but also Q. Q. Yeah. Yeah, this, this strikes me as someone that could get into QAnon. Maybe, but I think she's too, like, idiosyncratic. Like, she's, it's all about her. Yeah. Um, I don't that's think she's a fuck it's, about. It's, it's not like, you know, the, the the Jews or the deep state or whoever is fucking up large numbers yep. of Americans. She specifically is getting fucked over. There's a conspiracy far-reaching conspiracy against her in particular and it's 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 not an un, it's a very quite a common thing i've had people who are like this who are like who like yeah. my life isn't going right i'm gonna blame everyone there's a yeah, conspiracy a, against me a, but usually it's the persecution complex that's yeah yeah but usually it's um just people you know yeah. it's just like oh these people who are against me but she seems to be um more um towards the whole like it, it was aliens it was evil spirits or whatever it's like it's definitely something that's a bit it's more supernatural unusual than which is yeah. weird because she doesn't actually have any experience with the unnatural from the looks of things no zero hard zero failed very yeah. interesting so she just blames the supernatural which is a such an interesting sort of like sense of like um self like main character syndrome. It's like I should have been a world acclaimed tap dancer, but fucking the supernatural got in the way. Even um, the, I mean, so it strikes to me that she's probably blaming. So she, she's reaching to blame something she has no direct experience with because it remains sort of unknowable that way. Yeah. Okay. She wants it to be. Um. Maybe she's afraid to confront it. Yeah. Or well, may not even afraid to confront it, just like the sort of person that when confronted with something personally realizes sort of the mundanity of it. Mm. So, yeah. you know, my earlier felt like, oh, it's some sort of like conspiracy at the school administration level when she's like going to school or whatever and then is confronted with the administration. It's like, oh, no, wait, there's no way they're fucking competent to pull that off. Starts thinking it's like higher on a government level, but maybe works for at a government job for a while and else thinks there's no way that they could get through the fucking paperwork and red tape to actually fuck me over. So therefore she ends up defaulting to a non-specific unnatural explanation. That's interesting. Like, so she uncovers un- conspiracies, but then looks down on them and says, well, they couldn't have fucked with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can see what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting mentality. So I would suspect that, it would be interesting now if she is still sort of like in her nondescript job, but she's like higher up. She's like on the maybe meaning to retire soon, but not too soon. And people are like, no, you should keep working because they're worried what she would be like if she retires. Yeah. Like she'll be like, well, she'll put all her per- bit of perseverance solely on finding the supernatural element that was responsible for her. Yeah. It would be interesting if like she, a lot of the time, maybe she supports others within the organization like she assumes that whatever happened to samantha halloway it must be something to do with like if they were trying to get to me somehow but they got her instead yeah just this extreme myopia right yeah i mean something that kind of strikes me here is that like some of these characters aren't even that interested in investigating i mean like portia doesn't seem 
to be that she doesn't care about investigating the supernatural that that much it's almost more that she's just like she kind of fell in with this group and happens to be competent enough that they keep her around well let's, let's say that she is a dedicated reliable operative yeah. willing to do the boring legwork and research that falls outside of many of their ranges of interest so she's taken up like that yeah but what's her motivation to get involved with a group group like this at least in the write-up we're given to find because she knows one day it will lead her to them with a capital th yeah um that's it like she's using them to try to find the the evil supernatural group yeah. which is behind her failures but she doesn't want to actually uh really find them like there's the there's the implication well, that no, this character... I, I, I like the notion that it's not that she's like trying to avoid it more that she every time she confronts what she thinks to be the source of the conspiracy is she's just so unimpressed by it that she dismisses it and then yeah, moves she just it one step it. higher <laughs> she, she shoots it yeah. and then it's like that was too easy i shot bigfoot in the head well and so he died. eventually what's it gonna happen been him. eventually get what's gonna happen so she probably gets involved with the sleepers and finds out about the invisible clergy right and the thing about the clergy is she can't shoot them Man, they are forever well, out of reach <laughs> That's a good. That's a good objective. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to find a gun that can shoot the clergy. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like, um, oh, what's an? I can't remember his name, but there was the uh, the the Chinese warlord uh, during the warlord era. Oh, Zhang Zongcheng. Yeah, yeah, got angry at the weather and started yes. like shooting artillery yeah. up at heaven. Um, she's sort of like that. <laughs> China's basest warlord. Yeah, that's that's the one. Um, okay, adding a bit of that makes it interesting, especially if she's got more power. Oh no, she's now. finally found. She's found the source of. Oh, why did my life get fucked up? Oh, these guys made the universe. I can't actually confront yeah. them. Therefore, like, I will spend the rest of my life tirelessly working to destroy the invisible clergy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. It's another n- n- faction that she can get involved with. Hey. Old Mother Apocalypse. Oh yeah, but she get pissed off. She'd blame. She'd be like, "Oh, mother of is behind." And she's kind of. She kind of reminds me of her a little bit, but on like a much smaller scale. Yeah, sure, sure. There might be opposite. It could be that like they can get on, yeah. but maybe they're too similar, so they hate sure, each other. Sure. What I, what I like is like when you when player characters first encounter this group, at first they might be like from their just personalities, um, they'll like Stewie more than Portia uh, because Portia seems like a, a clear problem and Stewie just seems like a nice guy but then it turns out oh wait no Stewie's a problem Stewie's the threat yeah. and Portia like she's too like she's not she's alright she's just like she wants to shoot she wants to kill but who she wants to kill is too abstract to be a problem well she's like ha- she, it's like the single minded enemy faction the anti-natural, anti-supernatural enemy faction that all these fucking occult role-playing games have. Except yeah. it's just like, it's all one woman, right? It's just one yeah. woman that is single-mindedly driven to wipe out anything supernatural that you put in her way. Yeah. Until she figures out what it is and then she disregards it entirely. Yeah. yeah. She's like, well, it wasn't that. Like, any new supernatural thing she meets, yeah. she's, like, after. But anything she's, like, used to, um, she has disregarded. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, like, adepts, I don't care about adepts. Well, they, they're too fucked I'm, in the head. What I'm seeing is sort of, like, a overarching uh, sentiment behind what we think has happened to a lot of these characters is they probably aren't even involved with UFO anymore. 
I I disagree. Do you think I UFO think is still around? Do you think UFO is still around? I do. Okay. Okay. I do think I think it's around because like I don't like the idea of just like distributing them amongst other like no keep UFO as UFO. I think it's still got something. And it's like these are the before, only like, members of UFO too. No, they're not the only members of UFO. There's lots of members of UFO. I suspect some of these the NBC write-ups have left. Uh, Horatio is probably very much gone his own path at this point. Consider it a probably got dissatisfied with UFO's way of looking at things and then went to do his own stuff. Samantha, I can see you still being connected with them. Remember, this is the UFO has always been a, like a loose group. Like they could all sure. still be members. Like, yeah, but they're just but not like going strikes, to every meeting. Horatio strikes me as kind of iconoclastic. But that's the thing. UFO, they're all fundamentally iconoclastic. That's what keeps them together. All right, fair enough. Is that they're all iconoclasts. Yeah, like they're I'm all, not they're sure all... if I'd agree. Like, Samantha doesn't strike me as much of an iconoclast. Yeah, but they all have different, like, sort of sense of where sure. things are coming from. Samantha sure. doesn't really have that as much as she like, wants to discover the truth. Yeah. But maybe she does have a better idea now. But in terms of, like, what the point of... Um, ufo is as a group yeah. is they all have a different sort of sense of like what the new world what the new the millennium is going to bring um and that's what makes them distinct and that what makes them interesting and it's what's going to keep them together because there's no reason for them to break apart because they're just a group like in league yeah they, they, they don't point, have so why bother their their shared goal is broad enough that it's mostly it's it's more of a support network than an outright cabal though Cabals yeah. might form within it every so often to achieve a specific purpose, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it's a group of ponies that, and I can't imagine there's many really dukes, chargers, whatever involved because frankly they they probably think these guys are a bit beneath them. Oh, actually, yeah, maybe not. But like, I the strong thing is I get a sense that these are guys are probably. More on the edge of the occult underground. Sure. That or the other um, thing is just in the 25 years since then, UFOs and organization has uh, gone a generally a lot of a better handle on all the stuff that's going on. They aren't just interested in UFO shit and Bigfoot. They also know that Edip's are around and avatars and shit and are interested in that too. Well, this is what I wanted to actually discuss um, because this is what I think is makes it interesting. Um, there's a, they talk about in the second paragraph about how they don't necessarily believe that the new ontology is coming from extraterrestrials, but some of them do. But they agree it is coming from somewhere else. And I want to look at these like candidates and see how what how they could have developed in the the twenty years um, of their of this organization, All right. uh, if it still exists. So the first sort of idea is that it. The the new one, the, the foreign ontology, the unidentified foreign ontology, will orig originate from a higher order, multi dimensional structure that encompasses the limited four D world of daily existence. And now this is clearly a reference to your sort of ultra terrestrial idea. Yeah. Uh, but within the unknown armies context, it's that's 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 clearly um, the invisible clergy. Now, what I thought about, I was thinking about that. I was like, which one to go with? I'm like, why not combine the two? Um, because I was thinking of uh, how in like um, ultra terrestrial ufology, like they'll talk about how some UFOs will like change shape, they'll grow bigger and smaller, and they'll like be polymorphic and things like that. 
and they say the explanation for that, it's not just because they're car lights on the on the clouds. It's because they are higher dimensional objects which are interfacing with our like four dimensional universe, three dimensional yeah. universe. Uh, in the same way that if you stick your finger through a two D plane, um, like the the people the the the, the flatlanders are going to see something yeah. small getting bigger mm-hmm. and then bigger and changing shape. Um, now then, I was thinking like. What if that happens sometimes with like the the archetypes themselves, or even their symbols? Like, uh, like you see you see a UFO, and then you're like, okay, um, that changed shape in this way, and you go on the computer and be like, okay, if this was like a fucking tesseract, what would it look like? And then you realize like, oh, it's 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 just a hammer. It's a forty. It's a five. It's it's like something from. It's some symbol of, uh, or a sword or something. It's a symbol of the warrior. The warrior has manifested or like turned its attention towards a part of the world for whatever reason, and that's just a a piece of unnatural phenomena that's emerged. Can you? Um, and people say that's a UFO. Okay, so I mean, I think that's maybe pigeonholing it, but a bit because it's like you know. When you have a four or five dimensional sword, I don't think that's really meaningfully a sword anymore. Well, it's because that that because you're not in five dimensions, are you? <laughs> to us, it looks like. Well, a weird I, thing. I, I think <laughs> I think you're right in that the clergy can operate at dimensions higher than just our three. Yeah, higher than just four, even. I mean, yeah. whether or not time is really, really a, time is weird because it's like a. It's a dimension that, as far as you can tell, only goes in one direction. Most of the time. Uh, but yeah, you know, you can fuck with that. Um, but yeah, no, I can see that, like, invisible clergy, ultra-terrestrial ultra shit. And maybe... So yeah, like, maybe they're, like, getting a better sense of, like, okay, what is all this stuff that I think are UFOs actually are? And then you're like, oh, no, wait, this is just a... Why are they always discs? Okay, they're just a... Um, third dimensional extrusion of a fifth dimensional object. Yeah, I was thinking like it's a it's a individual. Maybe it's like an individual character within UFO, an individual uh, member who tracks the invisible clergy in a very ufology coded way. Okay, like tracking sightings and encounters. Okay. Um, and like there's there's the equivalent of like looking at like culture. Like, like things that are happening in the world, like the manifestations of the collective unconsciousness and looking for crop circles, basically. Okay. Like the cultural okay. equivalent of crop circles. Yeah. yeah. Um, whether through statistics or like... Try like to see where ascensions like social have manifestations. Probably has an interest in the house renunciation, that sort of shit. Yes, exactly. Um, but like to like when you first meet them, they look and act and sound like a ufologist. Yeah. But then you're like, wait a minute, this is and maybe they even use terrestrials at all. Maybe they even use like a lot of UFO terminology to explain this yeah. shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, at first it seems like they're trying to explain the invisible clergy through UFOs, but then it becomes obvious, oh wait, no, they know what the invisible clergy is or they have an yeah. idea. They're just they using a totally different vocabulary to talk about it. Yeah, because it's what they grew up with maybe yep. someone who was raised by ufologists sure, sure. and like that's the the framework in which they view the world they're not looking for extraterrestrials anymore um they're looking for ultra terrestrial like above i mean most of our terminology is just taken from the wargaming manuals and dirk allen so it's as valid as theirs are there is an argument that like 
we use terminology to describe archetypes and avatars. We just take terminology from young, from and, young. Ta- and from like and from like old school occultists and stuff. It might not be appropriate terminology to describe no. it. It's just what we got. Well, no, we it's know the, it's uh, not. It's the, the, the archetypes as young describes are very different from the archetypes that as like they manifest in the clergy. Sure, but even we rely on the like ontological categories that he's developed and yeah. we take things from the tarot and stuff while this guy's ontology of yeah yeah no we, we talked about this before how like the whether or not the name of the warrior has any particular weight mystically right yeah um, yeah is it objectively the warrior no that's probably just the label we applied and you can see that a lot like when yep. shit gets hit with labels like the naked goddess or the yeah um or the heisenberg messenger which strikes me a lot as the occult underground sort of swallowing its own tail a bit of like kind of getting the occult underground becoming obsessed and mm. locked within its own mythology a lot of the time yeah sure which is an ontology which is not a foreign ontology. It's a known ontology. Yes. So UFO is not necessarily going to follow that like line of thinking. But do you think UFO knows more about the underground and the clergy and all that by this point than they did when this was originally oh, yeah. in the mid-90s? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But the difference is like the, the, the advantage and drawback of UFO is that they all have their own like concept of what the foreign ontology is and yeah. what it's going to be. So they're all like they. If you go through there, if you can get access to the database, you can get some. Ama- you can get crazy shit, crazy knowledge, if you could figure out their con- like contradictory terminology. Yeah. <laughs> like if you could, if you like, if you have a PhD in comparative philosophy, you could get a lot. Well, not but just that, you, PhD, you know. Like it's probably a bunch of papers and articles and shit written. Yep. But it's like not yep. like any of this shit is peer reviewed or has an editor behind it. No, they might argue. They might have like a, a comment section or whatever. Yeah. Like they like Where they bicker about like shit. A- but there's yeah, yeah. There's like nothing. <laughs> it, it, it's like trying to figure out a philosophical school purely through looking at its subreddit. And it's it's trying to figure out a philosophical school based on reading their subreddit. Which is filled with, and every redditor on the subreddit has a different philosophical school. Sure, well, that yeah, aren't of consistent with case. each other. Of course, that's the case. Yeah. So after time, they're arguing past each other. Um, yeah, this that's, has that's probably fun. led to them getting really cloistered over the years. I can't imagine they're bringing in many new members. A lot of the membership is probably people who have been around since the nineties. I don't know about that. I think they, they probably bring in new... Like, anyone... It's a certain type of person. Someone, like, sure, who has... but a, there's a, a lot... Few, but there's very little instant gratification involved here, right? And by well, this point, not, they, they've, they, they've filled out more and more of the map. So there's less maybe, of that joy I, of discovery. I there's don't still know about the map. There's still a lot of the map left, mind you. But the immediately obvious shit, especially in the United States and whatnot, probably... Uh, a lot of that shit's probably been uh, cataloged. That, but that's not. But that's not what they're necessarily interested in. <laughs> like, no, not interested but in cataloging stuff. It's like, well, okay, yeah. this all means. Well, what does it mean? What is it? Like, what is this? Like, it's well, like yeah, there are this, these sort of questions. This kind of gets back to the positivism and empiricism shit. How much do you think they're actually like looking for evidence out in the field and trying to get like 
pictures Some of- and testimony and whatnot versus they're just like, okay, we know this. This is the shit we know about. Let's try to figure out how all this stuff interacts with each other. Right. Like, some of them are just all about, like, the pure rational, like, yeah. they argue, like, like your evidence means nothing, like, yeah. let's think about this, let's just think about this, but yeah. that's, like, the Nate, that's the, uh, the character of the, the arguments on the, on the, on How the do you UFO think they bring spaces. in new members, then? They would attract people who have a very obscure and idiosyncratic worldview, they have their own personalized new ontology, but either it's, but they're not interested in like starting a cult they know that's not what they're into they want to sure, argue but... they want to okay okay <laughs> so argue. Th- that it sounds like this isn't even like a study group it's more just like a discussion board it's pretty it's, much it's like the fucking mailing list but for very skewing very highly educated ponies yeah all right sure now i have another like looking at the what we've got here um other like ontologies or, or origins of the foreign ontology um there's uh thoughts of merging with parallel realities which evolved along radically radically different paths from ours that's easily linked with mandela effect stuff um never that's not even that radically different in my spaces. opinion yeah that's true i'd be more thinking like collapsing together previous universes with ours yeah yeah, that's interesting. How to bring back stuff from previous universes and or future universes. Well, that, that, it could be even more than that. It could be, like, not even about time so much as thinking about, all right, Well, so can... can if, like, if each time a universe is created, uh, a new chronology starts, can they even said can they even be said to be linearly involved with previous universes, I guess? I, I suppose well, there's a degree of continuity through members of the clergy that create the new one but it, it might well they might be arguing that it's not about co- it's not about causation it's about yeah. correlation yeah which is a different way of thinking of the universe and again uh, depending, like so there there it, time i mean one what you could think of it either in the way of you know the clergy that the 333 members of the invisible clergy create the next universe or you could think of it in terms of the universe before ours becomes the members of the 33 invisible clergy at the start of the next one and then dwindle a number depending on how you're depending on what what direction you're interacting with time i think you're still thinking in like very linear terms no it is Uh, it is i get you described as but it kind of has to be realities yeah that's fair yeah but parallel realities what i was originally going to get at was like okay Previous timelines or future timelines, could they be said to be parallel? And I'd say no, because there is that degree of continuity. Sure. But I think, like, what people in UFO who are into this sort of thing, they might be in, like, like for example, Anunnami's in the cosmology, it is a humanocentric universe. Yes. And they know this, because that's what it says. But they're in the lines of that. They're, like, um, thinking of, like, okay, how can a universe like ours exist? Um, yeah. that's not humanocentric that's something else centric sure. um, I was I was trying to read a bit I was looking for R. Scott Backer's uh, paper on alien philosophy where he goes mm-hmm. into how um, we our perception of the universe is absolutely like unavoidably affected by how our sense organs yeah. are like yeah. how our sense perception works and other 
intelligent species who have completely different like they're not necessarily going to even think anything close to the same way that we do because their sensory organs could be different or like how they like it could be how they fundamentally very difficult very different how their brains have developed it could be wildly divergent from ours yes yes uh, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily don't have philosophies of their own, but it's hard to talk to them about things because having a, a frame of reference would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a source of an, a foreign ontology because like maybe they're thinking of like, okay, like our universe, it sort of like ebbs and flows, like the, the clergy fills up and empty and then boom, and a new universe and they're still kind of human. Maybe they're a bit different, but they're still human-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they're 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 children of the like previous human, um, but they're interested in like going beyond the never when the mm-hmm. never never with <laughs> I don't know like I I see this as like a one character like one person within UFO yeah. which is yeah. who is interested in that sort of thing. So well, the thing manifests- that comes to mind for me is the UFO mascot who is a dolphin who is also they're like trying to figure out how to communicate with the dolphin because they're like oh yes. Uh, we want to hear about her perspective on all this shit too. What does does mm. she? The, what does she know? What would she think of the alternate universe where the clergy is dolphin centric? And maybe that universe is our universe. We just don't see it sure. because we don't perceive it. Like the the um, the dolphins have their clergy, and it, it coexists with um, until like... the dolphins fly off into space and leave us so long. And thanks for all the fish. Uh, we won't know. That's that's right. There is also, um, oh man, I, 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 I was stoned last night when I was. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'm just like, okay, so the next one is the reawakening of the spirit world and the a perceptible astral space. And, I, and so my notes for this are thinning of the barrier between the astral and the physical, a new animism, question mark, and then a character who just oozes ectoplasm. Sure. All right. Just, just, just oozes it. Sweats ectoplasm. How much of this do you remember from last night, bro? Uh, this was a hard one because I was like, I'm trying to think of it in terms of like, this is a character. This is a member or several members sure, of the UFO. Sure, sure, if they have this, so they're seeing it through the lens of the foreign ontology, something coming from a more spiritualist uh, perception of the universe. Yeah which is all about like trying to contact the infinite intelligence and like beyond death and things like that, which I think is a cool character to have within the context of yeah, a UFO Yeah, because there is group. a lot of questions about the afterlife that unknown armies mm, have yeah. really answered. And yes, and that uh, it doesn't answer. I think I, li- I just like the idea of... Because one of the things I like about ectoplasm is that ectoplasm as something that emerges as through a, a spiritual encounter at a seance or whatever. Yeah. But ectoplasm can form things. It can form bodies. It can form, like, stuff. Yeah. Um, so ectoplasm seems like something that could be quite useful if you ha- if you could control it because you can make anything. It's spiritual matter or in-between matter. It's... it's Something that comes from the spiritual world that can be—it's like the, uh, the the materialist equivalent of like a stem cell. It could become any matter you sure. want it to be, which is dangerous if you can get that. I don't know. What do you think? This is like some. I think I it's an interesting idea. Was, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, you know, you'd obviously want it to be someone that uses ectoplasm for like some very base uh, base end. Like, all oh, right. Sure. Uh, I use my ectoplasm, well, maybe not base, but, you know, the kind of thing that comes to mind is like, I use my ectoplasm to make bodies for the 
um bereaved to have one last sexual encounter with their their spouse right oh so it's like a um conjugal visit yes but made of a- ghost not i mean it doesn't have to be like it could be based yeah i mean it's like it's not the the obvious thing would be like okay making like the ectoplasmic equivalent of like a a sex doll but sure. no it could be like the like having a sense of closure for relationships no exactly exactly that's why i was like okay let, let's let's make it you know let's take the base take this but give it give it a bit of a emotion emotional depth right and you know because yeah. there's interaction with the spirit world this implies that the the medium that is being interfaced with i, I my saying is this is like a thing that there's mediums that already do where like they'll take mm-hmm. on the spirit of a deceased partner and mm-hmm. you know then uh the bereaved will have sex with them oh what a surface so that is, i yeah. is just applying that extra extra layer of uh, fidelity i guess you know the downside of this yeah. is ghosts as we know don't exist it's only demons so that's gonna be uh either bullshitting a lot of the time and basically just jerking people off with ectoplasm or a demon possesses the ectoplasm and uh then mm. you know you, you generally don't want to have sex with a demon generally a bad idea don't knock it till you tried it who says i haven't I, i'm speaking from expe- very negative experience here Tarzan. do not have sex with the demon listeners uh it is not worth Remember, it well that that could be you could have the the character be very w- aware of that sure um and not be like be like because they're aware of aware of the astral plane well in that in which case they're they just are. jerking people off with ectoplasm shaped like they're uh like their dead husband's body or they're looking for a way they can do that they're looking for they they want uh, do to they, part, yeah pierce okay the veil. They, they, they they want to pierce the veil but in the meantime and they feel bad about it what i like about this is it like imagine like a spiritualist who's put their, all the energy into like yeah. piercing the veil um to the spirit realm and they get to the spirit realm and then they're like oh there's another veil yeah fuck yeah these are just demons and revenants and shit like there's another veil like i've okay supernatural exists is fine but i can't see beyond the veil of death this is uh, this is not great this is uh frustrating i'm gonna keep working on this problem yeah uh, which is cool yeah i know just having a having a sort of group of ponies that has kind of touched on a lot of the lingering ambiguities mm. of the unknown army's cosmology i think is cool yeah where they just kind of figure that shit out independently or semi-independently at least yeah and they can interact with each other and argue about things um and that comes up with ideas and things but they're also this would imply purposes all of the time this would imply there's a member of that whole thing is like they've they like they study the cruel ones in some way yeah I'm thinking maybe this one, the one who's like into like the into this awakening of the spirit realm and a perceptible astral space, yeah. Um, like the spirit realm being something which we can access but not very well, and the the cruel ones might be involved in that. Mm-hmm. The fact that we cannot, um, there is a barrier there that adepts can get through sometimes, but it's like a no man's land or it's like a, a buffer zone yeah um between the real veil which is the, the cruel ones do not want people going across at all and um that adds that as an interesting element because right. cruel ones are something in the in not well known so having one who's a bit spiritualist coded but in like a with, with, with a bunch of ufologist coded people yeah. it's an interesting character no i'd agree i'd agree then then the then the last question is what is bigfoot's deal um you gotta have the bigfoot ho- hunter coded one too i haven't thought of bigfoot one there's two more there's two more sort of uh there's a a folding of the time stream resulting in an overlap of past and present no past and or future world views 
I couldn't think of much like in terms of like like a, a big overarching concept there. But I did have an idea for. I went into a it a little bit of like you know stuff from previous universe and future universes coming in, but. What's your character idea? I was thinking of someone who's really into the idea of non-linear reincarnation. Like, there's no particular reason why you need to reincarnate, like, why time has to be involved in that. Yeah. Like, you could reincarnate from the future into the past because it's, it's, it's... your soul moving through time and space. it doesn't matter that the, the time is just a dimension and i thought like that could be cool for a, a versatile supernatural identity like there are time like like it could it works for um suddenly knowing a skill like like oh yeah i remember when i had this like what was a sword and like vague and information works- my past life from a from the future vaguely remembers this happening for, uh, in the history books right yeah yeah I, I, he was on future wikipedia once and he yeah. remembered reading about yes. this but he doesn't have perfect knowledge because one it's like like past life memories and two maybe it you was don't so have far perfect knowledge of everything was, like, you've read on wikipedia yeah <laughs> well uh well, i haven't read all of it have i no but what you have read you don't have perfect knowledge of exactly and like so if i if you were said if i was you got the twin bottlenecks things, but not... you got the twin bottlenecks of just you know the limitations of human memory and then also, yep. re, you know, past lives bullshit. You know, there, there's not going to yeah. be a lot of information that makes it through both. Exactly. And it could be like, it could be totally like inconsistent as well. Yeah. If it was non-linear reincarnation. Like he could remember pasts that didn't happen and futures that might not. Sure. Because he's just reincarnating through different timelines as well. Um, I don't know that as a character, that's interesting, but I, I don't know what to do about like... Uh, what he what he or she is looking for in terms of um an ontology like what is the folding of the time stream what is that i mean it, I, I guess like ateliology could come in there which like there, there are schools of philosophy that are like time isn't really isn't real yeah okay so you could kind of be looking at through that and like all right maybe the coming of the new ontology is maybe the new ontology is ateliological maybe okay yeah. Maybe it just dispenses of the concept of time altogether. And someone like that is a herald of that, of mm. all of time getting kind of squished together until there really is no meaningful concept of time. There is no time. Everything's happening mm. simultaneously. That Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. That makes it another person who's very hard to talk to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're down to earth. Just, just don't get into the weeds with them. Um, I just looked up teleological and it's like a teleological statement you've probably heard before is everything happens for a reason but this guy would be like well not necessarily reasons might happen for everything yeah that's the thing when you remove cause and effect from a philosophy and logic things start to get a lot dicier sure um, yeah <laughs> then it becomes yeah yeah okay now I've got a headache um, alright let's move on to the last one Man, I'm basking in the headache now. I've had a headache for the past hour and a half. It's just part of me now. The last one is new modes of thought and behavior may be emerging from the recesses of the collective unconsciousness or the genetic neural systems of the brain. Now, when I when I read this, I was like, I'm thinking about it. Um, like that seems pretty obvious. Like the recesses of the collective unconsciousness we know is um, that's how sort of uh, everything sort of goes with avatars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought about was imagine if there was someone who maybe this was someone who's more or was originally more of a logical positivist or still is someone mm-hmm. who's like a still into the scientific method and all that. Um, but they've noticed that 
there are consistent patterns in brain activities that they've figured out with certain people and they figured it out that oh these are avatars like these are all avatars they all have like adepts are too everyone's everyone's different they're all fucking they're all so they they've like they've studied the brains of avatars and seen weird shit in them they've seen consistent patterns but like neurologically like you're, you're talking like eegs and shit yeah okay yeah sure like consist like every warrior consistently has this like pattern of like brain activity. Every mother does. Like it, they're all different. Like, um, like but this consistent. We do know that there is a part of a person that exists outside the brain. Like that's not the extent of uh, individual. I don't know. Armies is dualist. Sure, the, the that's soul true. concretely exists, but you know. It, that doesn't mean that the soul and the brain don't interface, right? That's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, it's it's it's, it's maybe it's the effect of the soul upon the brain. Um, uh, there's you've read Tim Powers' The Battle of Repairman, right? No, I don't think so. So that's like the most unknown armies short story he's written. And one detail in there that I find is very fun is he keeps having to like the the main character keeps having to sell bits of his soul. Oh yeah, and it's slowly turning him retarded. Oh no, I see. Like um, so. You know, the, the soul might be in some way required for parts of the brain to function, right? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. like, basically uh-huh. by seeing the invisible clergy, not, excuse me, by seeing, like, what Avatar lo- her looks like on a neurological level, that's mm. that's starting to be, like, that's finding neurological evidence of the soul and how it interacts with the brain. Right, which is why this guy hangs out with UFO and not yeah. with the scientific community. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, there's some there's some issues with these uh, the way he does this methodology. Yeah. Um, the yeah. only way he can bring it is to like go a bit off. Yeah, he has to start bringing the EEG style shit. The not EEG the the EMF meter style shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Notice like and he's like cons- insists that it is. Well, I like him like as a logical him or as a logical positivist in the UFO as like it makes him the different yeah. one who's the one who's desperately like I must find scientific yeah. evidence yeah. because yeah. I'm on the way. Now, what I like about this is the idea that they have figured out like the um the 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 sort of the brain pattern profile of like a bunch of avatars, and that's that's old news for them. But what's interesting to them is they've started to pick up on certain people, certain patients, similar but, like, not fully developed patterns that are consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're not... So this is, like, he's able to, through brain scans, track the emergence of new archetypes, new... Um, like, he can... Before an ascension happens, okay. like, that... Like, the potential for ascension appears in the collective unconsciousness and is represented in the brains of various people, but most of these people... That's never another fun ascend. one, finding neurological evidence of the collective unconsciousness. Yeah. Finding neurological sure. evidence sure. of, like, Jungian shit. Yep, yep. Which would make it very difficult to uh, write a peer-reviewed yes. paper on it because yes. it would be relying on some... Yeah, scientific some, shit or at yeah, least some, some shit very that, unfalsifiable shit so yeah that again is another I think like some characters if I was going to add some more characters to UFO I would do it like this I would go through like there's one that believes this is the ontology they believe this is the ontology they believe so now with these like five sort of ideas um, they're all in the same group together they all have the same card but they're arguing on the database all the time Yeah. so yeah. they're very difficult to sort of um, deal with um, but they're useful and this might also kind of protect them because they know a lot, but they're not like exploiting them is kind of hard 
because it takes it's it's not worth it most of the time. I kind of like the idea that TNI or I kind of like the idea that the UFO database is sort of similar to like a preprint database or something, but instead it's yeah, just for maybe. like it's for any stuff that could be like coached in the language of academia. That mm. like one of the things they'd also have in there would be like anything academic that is like very woo woo, right? Like yeah. they basically all the psychic research that happened in like the 40s to the 80s they have access to, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That sort of and stuff that, or in times when scientists inevitably do run into something really weird, and their only explanation for it is basically occulted, that mm-hmm. it doesn't actually get published. You know, once it gets, it might end up on a preprint, but that sort of shit's inevitably going to not pass um, peer review. But you know, yeah. the, it's UFOs kind of whispered about. Uh, in academic circles, they're like, "Hey, you know, if you, if you want people to look at this stuff that might know about it, you can post it here." Maybe they they could even like they could even be putting out their own uh, journal, <laughs> like just straight up a journal. Um, sure, it's, it's online even. Worth. But yeah, but it's like every article is super specific, yeah. and like yes, you can you might be able to get some occult knowledge from there, but it's it's it makes your brain hurt. Yeah. Um, and it's they're sort of hiding in plain sight yeah. because like if say TNI sends someone to infiltrate, the TNI agent's going to come out being like, I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on. Yeah. I have a headache. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Um, so they let it go. Like they they might exploit them sometimes, but it's like they're hard to exploit because they're too lofty. They're way too long. It's like grabbing at clouds trying to get information off them. I could see T&I actually being the main dangerous one there because it's not uncommon for, like, Goldman Sachs and shit to hire, like, philosophers. Sure. So. Sure. I mean, maybe not nowadays considering Alex Abel's current state, but I could see, like, in the past before he went full fucking, um, uh, he went full fucking Hughes. Mm. Sending, like, hiring some... You know, trying to hire some philosophers to be like, all right, what the... Oh. We think there's something weird going on here. What the fuck is this paper actually saying? But the problem is, like, you're going to get a different explanation depending on which member of UFO you decide to choose. And they all have No, I'm not talking about hiring members of UFO. I'm talking about hiring outside philosophers to read this journal to try to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. Okay, yeah, but the difference is if you hire an outside philosopher who doesn't have exposure with the unnatural... Yeah. Um, they might be like, this is nonsense, or like, this doesn't make, like, yes. Um, or they'll give it, or they'll write a report and Alex Abel's reading it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, it cannot be dumbed down without losing everything that's yep. actually useful right, about fair it. Enough, fair enough. I could, I, I could see Alex Abel definitely, like, I could see, like, a series of similar groups, um, like, attempting to use UFO and sometimes getting good information out of them, but, like, it ending up being more trouble than it's worth or more cognitive effort than it's worth. Yeah. The other thing that comes to mind that's fun is like whatever the seed for Nomon was used a bunch of UFO shit and it's, uh, you know, uh, was fed a bunch of data from like UFO articles and yeah. even yeah. Nomon's even like published some shit in there and a yeah. bunch of, you know, just text generation. So it's just sure. like, sure. you know, it's actually gibberish. That has, sure. you know, there's no filter. There's no filter. And every, that's the other thing is like, you know, they're doing a journal, but there's not very little review process because everyone's ideas are so idiosyncratic. 
Yeah. That like nobody is nobody in UFO is entirely sure what other lofty UFO guys are even fucking ta- saying. They just kind of roll with it a lot of I, time. So they have their turn to talk about the shit that they're interested in. I like the idea that like because of what they're messing with um, is conceptually is so fundamental. Yeah. Like it's ontological, fundamental philosophy that even no one like goes in there and it's like what the fuck is this i don't understand any of this <laughs> i'm confused i'm leaving that's sort of how i would make them interesting like make them this level of just lofty insane like philosophy yeah. um but having it interface with various parts of the cosmology in a way um yeah, i can that i think that's a resource i think that's solid. All right. but um there is there is one thing that they um I think they may have changed their name. All right. Um, the, I don't know if it's, it's it's an official thing, but some of them are calling it unknowable alien phenomenology or upcoming alogical positivism, things like that. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why they changed the terminology. <laughs> Half an alien must ipso facto be half not alien. But can an alien be said to be an entire alien when half the alien has been removed? Well, the answer is pretty philosophical, but it looks like this. Visitors are us, yet they are not us. They're in us, and yet not in us. They're real, but not in the same sense we think of things as being real. We're making them while we make sense of them, and yet somehow they must have been here before we were here. In any event, we have no choice but to assimilate them, which will be the main point from here on. All thoughts have form. A thought based on fear takes on a form of its own. A fear-based thought that gets believed takes on a life of its own, that is, an alien entity. A community of believed, fear-based thoughts is an alien race or a species. These beings stick around as information to be assimilated. Digestion of these thoughts is maddening, horrifying, and disgusting, but successful assimilation is blissful 
euphoric, expansive, and liberating. So to more fully articulate all the language I've just used so far in describing my view of the ontology of aliens, I'm going to let you know a little bit more about how this hypothesis was formulated. And to do that, I'm going to summarize